Fear. Fear is rampant on the planet. You can see and hear about it in the news every day. Fear is a lack of trust in ourselves. Because of that, we don't trust life. We don't trust that we are being taken care of on a higher level, so we feel we must control everything from the physical level. Obviously, we are going to feel fear because we can't control everything in our lives. Observe your fears and recognize that you're not them. Think of fear the way you view images on a movie screen. What you see on the screen, it's really not there. Our fears will come and go as rapidly as those pictures unless we insist on holding on to them. Fear is a limitation of our mind. Fear is the opposite of love. When we are on a streak of really being frightened or upset or worried or not liking ourselves, isn't it amazing how everything goes wrong in our lives? One thing after another. Well, it is the same when we really love ourselves. Everything starts to go on a winning streak and we get the green lights and the parking spaces. Do everything you can to straighten your heart your body and your mind. Breathe. Trust. Trust is what we learn when we want to overcome our fears. It's called taking the leap of faith. Trust in the power within that is connected to universal intelligence. Trust in that which is invisible instead of trusting only in the physical material world. I'm not saying that we do nothing yet If we have trust, we can go through life much easier. I believe that everything I need to know is revealed to me. I trust them that I'm being taken care of, even though I'm not physically in control of everything that is happening around me. When a fearful thought comes up, it really is trying to protect you. I suggest that you may say to fear, I know you want to protect me. I appreciate that you want to help me. And I thank you. In order to be whole, we must accept all of ourselves. So let your heart open and make plenty of room in there for all parts of yourselves. The parts that you're proud of and the parts that embarrass you. The parts you reject and the parts you love. They are all of you. You are beautiful. We all are. When your heart is full of love for yourself, then you have so much to share with others. Love. Love is the most powerful healing form there is. I open myself to love. I'm willing to love and be loved. I see myself prosper. I see myself healthy. I see myself creatively fulfilled. I live in peace and safety. This is an extract from The Power is Within You by my dearest Louise L. Hay. Hello everyone, this is Ramona Peyo. I'm here bringing you this podcast mini-series entitled Fear. Embrace or overcome it and what waits for us on the other side. This is our last episode together. Therefore, my guest speaker today is, well, me. Yes, today I'm going to interview myself. 
I will answer the same questions I've asked my six amazing guests who have helped me to shape this podcast. So to introduce myself again to you all, I am a female in my 30s, originally from Romania, living in the UK for the last 13 years. I am a mother, a wife, a sister, a daughter, a friend, and I've got many other relational titles. I am also a holistic coach and an advanced social practitioner working for a local authority as an organizational learning and development lead. So ladies and gentlemen, I give you me. So who am I? Who am I beyond those associated titles that I introduce myself to you? as what I can say is that for as long as I can remember I've been looking for myself yeah I've been looking for myself beyond this body and physical world as a child um, I look for myself in my parents eyes and my parents love my grandparents care my siblings fragility I look for myself in my community and the people that created it in my teachers, in my church. They were all perceived as a collective authority and culturally speaking, authority is to be respected and rely upon. But something did not fit. I did not fit. From inside and outside. The authority made me understand that I needed to fit some sort of mold. That of the best daughter, the obedient child, the obedient student, the obedient citizen which was a broken society. Growing up following from a communist era that promoted perfection and independence and fear, I woke up in a world which lacked education and empowerment. And I was looking for myself in that. I found myself in their eyes as a conditioned spirit that learned to survive unconditional love. What that resulted in was confusion and perfectionism. I needed to show perfection and obedience to have a chance at feeling that I belonged, that I'm loved and that I, that I matter. What I can say is that it has taken me almost three decades and the birth of my daughter to realize that I was looking in all the wrong places. Have I ever dealt with or do I currently experience any fears? What I can say is that fear has been a constant in my life from a very young age. I I think initially experienced this collective fear um, from and by my community. Um, A fear of authority that penetrated the way I saw my parents. They, They were there with the authority. I love them, but sometimes I I can say that as a child it didn't make any sense. At a very fragile age, I was was looking for a model in them, as any child would do. They were very young, having me and my two other sisters, and I was and I am the eldest. Hmm. I I felt unseen for a long time 
and I also felt that I was very responsible, not only for myself, but for my younger sisters and maybe for my parents as well. As the fear grew, um, a sense of justice, I remember, a sense of justice also uh, followed behind. Um, a sense of justice that made me very angry, as a teenager especially, and um, gave me some sort of power to stand up for myself and for others who I thought they were in need and maybe experiencing and, and dealing with some same vulnerabilities as I did. What I can say that beyond it all, I looked up to my mother. She was everything to me. She was also very young, very fearful herself, for herself and for us. And I think Unfortunately, I, I picked up on her way to respond to her world or to the way that she experienced it. She was experiencing her world with fear and anxiety. I'm wondering whether I took it on myself to protect her um, and be that justice, justice that she never had. I remember that I also somehow found strength in fear as a child and especially as a teenager and as as i mentioned that that strength was um that fight against injustice and especially when i was seeing others others who were vulnerable who were further disadvantaged because of their vulnerability by people in power or by people in authority who most of the times were adults. So yes, I, um, being the, 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 the eldest and having a mom who was very young and very protective, I, I recall that I didn't have many chances to to challenge myself or be challenged and going through difficulties so as a child at least for the four five six years of my life i wasn't necessarily put through struggles and somehow inside of me i learned that i need to run away from change from difficulty and change and learning on a experiential, not necessarily uh, educational level or academic level, but on a life level, I was running away from it. Um, I was running away because it made me feel uncomfortable and I wasn't used to feeling uncomfortable. But I was somehow very fearful and I think I became more aware of myself um, around my teenage years that I, I I feared my thoughts. Um, I stopped fearing my parents and somehow I stopped fearing authority. Um, I stopped fearing my teachers, but I was fearing something. I, I was fearing the unknown. And I think I was at that time when something shifted in myself. 
as a teenager, there is a lot of confusion that uh, one experiences, a confusion that um, is being left with you. The adults around me, they didn't know what's happening to me. They probably didn't understand themselves, merely understand me. And somehow I was, I was left on my own dealing with it all. And I feared it. Um, and I suffered a lot in that. With suffering came um, a sense of feeling grounded. I think when I was feeling sad or, I don't know, that I didn't have a meaning and what's going on and why I'm here in this life and what's my purpose. I, in that, in that suffering, I somehow found something that I could only describe as feeling grounded, as in a very strange way as feeling at peace. But that fear stayed in the background. Um, and as the years passed, um, I've, and not only the years passed, but I think um, I be, have been on a transformational journey, on a self-discovery journey that um, involved a gradual awareness of awareness. So the more aware I was becoming, the more... Um, aware I, I, I was of the fact that I was very anxious and very fearful and especially very fearful of change and again of authority and most of all fearful that or when I didn't feel that I was in control and um, it has stayed with me it has stayed with me and I said it Again, something shifted when I gave birth to my daughter at the age of 29. And it has taken me, yes, almost 29 years um, to welcome and be aware of the fact that uh, I had experienced many, many fears. Many, many fears that kept me back from many, many things. So yes, um, it has been fear of a failure most most of the times um, because this sense of perfectionism that I've learned that works, um, being perfect, I was praised, I was used as a trophy for the community I was in. Everybody was noticing me, although... It, it's a very strange feeling because um, I was somehow starting to like being or feeling unseen, like the underdog. Um, it, that that grounding feeling uh, it it came mostly when um, I was me with myself, unseen by everything and everyone that uh, was surrounding me. So yes, I, um, I, I was very fearful of um, failure, and somehow um, I got, I, I got to be um, 
Excellent in everything. And I think everything, especially when it comes to the academics. Um, I was an A student and that continued to, to university. And even though I had to study and work to be able to like create a living for myself very, uh, very far from home. Um, I, I was into, in a continuous battle with myself that I needed to, um, to prove something to somebody because I couldn't afford to lose the love that came with the perfectionism, that conditional love that I was talking to you about. Um, and it was, uh, it was an automatic kind of response to everything. I needed to excel because otherwise um, I was nothing. Who was I <laughs> without that? And it was to a point where I think I I I I got fed up with feeling fearful. Um, I was always jumping from a fear to another, and uh, I was finding myself that when I was at peace, um, I felt uncomfortable because it was um, not known to me. I, I, I didn't know what it meant, in, even though probably I was looking for that. Uh, I was looking for myself as peace, but I, I, uh, it was a strange, it was a strange state of being. The fear was my uh, familiar, the anxiety was my familiar. So therefore, when my mind like resolve the fear and understood the fear i was looking for an address like um it kept me it gave me some sort of adrenaline some sense of living and some drama i think um that um, probably gave sense and meaning to my life so yes i've been i've been very fearful and that's why this is, is one of the reasons why i've decided to create this podcast because I think in my in my journey to self-discovery and uh, to the point where now I I stay with uh, my friends, <laughs> my fears, and I talk to them and um, we have a club, <laughs> the fear club. Um, I said that... Uh, I said to myself that I need to do something more. I need to to reach more people and maybe help them help themselves. And I didn't know how to to reach more people. And I tried many ways and I had little response until one day when I had a chance to attend a workshop on um, podcasting. And then the penny dropped. And I said to myself, why not? why not let's try this and everything came very natural and it felt as if uh, it was meant to be and from there on um, i approached my guest speakers and everybody has been so welcoming and so forthcoming and i felt so blessed and at the same time so scared <laughs> so effing scared but i did it um, and me talking to you now, I'm, um, I'm 
sh eating myself because um, again it's it's a very scary scary experience although at the same time um hearing myself it's um, it's pretty awesome as well so yes um to answer to the second part of the question whether i'm experiencing any fears presently um i think i'm um, i'm i'm some, somehow fearful of the unknown i think this fear of unknown has stayed with me um but it's 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 different because now i'm i'm taking steps to further developing myself and to following this journey this spiritual journey where um peace has a great great place and um self realization as well and i'm at the point where i feel that i need to do more to reach more people and help more people because i think as i think one of my guests has said i i think i've i've learned some some tricks or some some kind of formulas and i've i lived it on my skin um and those scars that are on my skin i i'm starting to loving them and i need to use that i feel some 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 sort of calling that now that i am on on a journey i i can help others who feel that they need that help from myself so um, the unknown um it's also exciting but also very fearful yeah this is now that this is what um i'm 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 feeling anxious about but also it's this um this message inside of me that somehow nothing can stop me now how would i define and describe fear based on my experiences inside and transformational journey on a physical level the way i experience fear um is some sort of heaviness um, at the top of my stomach around where the diaphragm is and a sense of not breathing normally or more accurate um holding my breath um a sense of lack of control as if um things are being done to me um again physically uh, and mentally it's this sense of premeditating what something may happen um and because of that and usually it's it's a negative thought it's an a negative trail of actions that um and into um very dramatic um current kind of movie where um it's um hyperbolized to the maximum it's yeah it's kind of horror horror movies drama and horror movies um 
I become very impatient when I feel fearful um, and somehow I lash at others because um, I can't contain that feeling that's going on inside me. Um, it's as if something is boiling inside um, and I feel that I need to control the heat and I can't do it. Um, many times um, feeling fearful may end up in an agitated sleep um, or into a slugginess that I may be feeling in the morning when um, I wouldn't find a meaning to the day. Um, so, yeah, I would be quite low. Um, other times um, can replicate into me being very specific on how my um, clothes environment needs to look like and I tend to be cleaning. So my, my house looks um, very spotless. And again, I think on reflection is control what you can to con control. And most of the times our environment tends to, to get it. Um, and my house has been um, very, very tidy as a consequence. Um, and uh, also a, a feeling of um, impatience, uh, a, a state of being where I want things to happen, re resolve themselves pretty quickly because I don't have the patience for, for the process to happen. So yes, fear has been experienced as a combination of states, moods, emotions, um, activities that somehow I would conclude it by saying that it's a way of gaining the control because somehow the fears that I may be experiencing may be in control or may be seen as being in control. And as a consequence, them being separate from me, me perceiving them as separate from them, um, it's like a fight. So somebody needs to win it. And if I can't win it because I can't control them, I start controlling something else. Um, my husband can tell you guys <laughs> how many times I have tried to control um, and be impatient. And um, I hope that I'm not doing that with my daughter because uh, I think with my daughter, I've been, um, yeah, I've been something else, um, a greater version of myself somehow. She's got a lovely energy that is helping me out. Yeah, so uh, the way I've defined fear is all that I said just now um, but for a while now whenever I feel that um, something is coming up and may look as a fear I, I got to um, to the point where I have become pretty quickly pretty aware that 
something has appeared and something is trying to get to the surface and that may be a fear. So what I try to do is to find out what it is and I try to start asking myself questions and start paying attention to what's going on inside of me, physically, mentally, um, externally, and so on. And it's like I rewind and I'm trying to find the cause for that state, for that physical state that I may be experiencing. How would I describe my responses to fear? Have I had to overcome it, embrace it, or is there another way? I think for many, many years, my responses to fear were very unhealthy. It made me feel very, very, very small. Just, I think, for the simple fact that I didn't understand what's going on in me. And um, at the time, I didn't have many avenues um, or necessarily resources, external resources, to help me understand what's going on for me. And it has been a process. It has been... Yeah, I would say a long process, a grateful process. Um, and the experiences that uh, I have had to deal with that at the time resulted in suffering and anxiety and um, sorrow. But those moments, even though at the time I didn't want to have them, I think those moments helped me to grow. Even though it, they closed me in initially, and it's as if I was regressing a few steps, but somehow something happened or something was happening every time that it propelled me probably... It, Let's say I was taking a few steps back, but it propelled me seven steps ahead. Of course, I didn't. I didn't understand that at the time. Um, and metaphorically speaking, I was so asleep. I was so on automatic mode that um, I, yeah, yes, I, I, I wasn't myself. So if I was looking for myself. There was a self, but a self that um, probably was uh, led by an ego, an ego, but an ego that um, wasn't necessarily empowering, an ego that was um, taking the shape of a victim. So for many, many years, my responses to fear were from a victim victim standpoint I was blaming everything and everyone I was blaming my childhood my parents there was a lot of if in my speeches 
in my dialogues, in my conversation, uh, conversations, um, and, and at the time was like, why, why did I have to be like that? Um, what if my parents were in that way? What if I hadn't experienced it, experienced what I experienced? I thought that if I had it easy, if I had had it easy, I would have turned out better and happier. So yes, yeah, so the, the state of, of a victim and the mentality of a victim I, I stayed with me for a long time, long, long time. Um, and I think that mentality stopped me from growing um, because I wasn't seeing myself as a contributor um, everybody else was uh, was responsible for what's going on for me um, and I was very angry probably I wasn't showing it but inside of me there was a lot of anger, anger because if I spoken to you about that injustice that I was trying to defend on the outside and for others and with others I think I was doing that because I felt inside of me a great injustice. Um, and I, I felt that at some level that I didn't deserve that. That I, it was very strange, even though I felt very little about myself, somehow on, on, a, on a different level, I felt that I was deserving to, to, to get to, to have it, to have a life that um, anyone would, would deserve to have a good life. And one other threat, threat that I, or trait, a trait, another trait that I had is that I was comparing myself with others so much. And whenever I was seeing good in others, that meant for me that I was bad. And when I was seeing prosperity in others, I saw scarcity in myself. And when I saw performance and achievement and success in others, I felt I, I saw failure in myself. And again, I I can't pinpoint when it happened, but at 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 one point in my life, um, I said to myself, "Enough is enough. I can't I can't stay and live from uh, from seeing myself or feeling pity for myself." I think I was so low that I I, I got fed up with myself, <laughs> and I said, "It is like I I can't feel any worse than any worse than that." Um, I, uh, you know, when you, you do the same thing over and over again and, and it's becoming boring, I, I thought, I, I think that I, I used to become, I, I became bored with feeling a victim, like a victim. And, um, the only thing that I can remember is that I said that that, that, that needs to stop. I don't know what I need to do next or how I need to think or how I need to uh, how I needed to act it, but I knew that I cannot act from a standpoint of a victim. And um, slowly, slowly, I started to take my power back, but not the power that was egoistic, a power that felt empowering and again unknown uh, and scary. 
but some somehow it felt really 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 good um and i learned that the other side on the other side of uh, victimization there was another word that um, it's responsibility and again not that responsibility that that uh, burden uh, a very grounded sense of responsibility and ownership an ownership that felt as if i am the creator of my own life and um, how i build my pathway is the way i will walk on my pathway there is uh, an expression in romanian the way you make a bed is uh, is the way you 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 sleep in it so it depends on the quality of uh, of how you make your bed that will uh, direct and influence the quality of your sleep so yes um i think it has been a process where i initially i was running away from fear because i didn't understand why it was there and it was a negative and then slowly i i got curious about what and why is this fear or whatever anxiety or this uncomfortable feeling coming over and over again and doesn't let me be and i started to listen to what is was trying to to tell me and i embraced it and then i don't think i overcome it because the word overcome i don't think that um, it had a role anymore because once i understood what i was fearful of it it was some sort of blessing where those fear dissipated those fear somehow transformed themselves into strength and is there another way i think it's a process for everybody and everyone experiences their relationship with fear very differently as we have seen in our guest speakers but for me um the other way is is making fear your friend and as a friend or the other one tries to understand them and love them has fear helped or hindered my transformational journey how as i said in my um previous um answer i think for the period of time when i was metaphorically as- asleep it definitely hindered um it hindered so much that it um it immobilized me um stopped me to grow stopped me to understand myself made me feel very little and insignificant um 
made me feel that I was the only one going through what I was going on through. Um, everybody on the outside felt more clued up to to the world that we were living in, to the roles we were put to act. Um, and that it was only me that didn't understand much and didn't um, find a clue of uh, what this um, living, what that living was about. Um, but slowly, slowly, it has started to help because I started to look more into myself, into my mind, into my thoughts, into my feelings. I um, started to change the topics of my reading readings. So my readings started to be very focused on books on self-development. Um, and I think my first spiritual teacher in books or from books um, was uh, Louise L. Hay. And then I owe a lot to this, this author, unfortunately, or fortunately, she, she has passed away to, to probably more fulfill realms. But Louise, if, even though I have never met Louise, um, Louise has helped incredibly. Yeah, so that was from books. Um, and reading and making sense of what I was reading has helped a lot to understand my fears, um, to understand their cause and um, to find ways of, um, of dealing with those and especially to know how to embrace them because I, I knew that they have a role, a very significant role of, uh, in, my, in my journey. And um, I think every person that came into my life and that had something to do with me, um, every, every single person has been my teacher. The people that love me, the people that didn't understand me, the people that disliked me, the people that who I thought at the time that made my life a hell, a living hell. <laughs> um, the people that challenged, the, who challenged me and pushed me and cared for me. Uh, everyone, I think, have had so, so much of an impact into who I have become and in my journey of finding myself. and to understand my fears, yeah. What has fear taught me? Many things. <laughs> um, 
first of all that uh, I'm um, living a human experience and fear reminded me that I'm a human um, that I have a physical body and that I have a mind um, fear has taught me that there is no other way that and when I say that there is no other way I think as, as a spiritual being um, having this human experience I think our journey is is one type of journey a, a journey that is like it takes you to finding who you really are and to realizing the greatness that we all are and the fear the fears that i've been experiencing throughout my life have been some as i said like propellers they have been pushing me slowly but surely towards finding out who I am beyond my body and my mind and to making me realize that um, my body and my mind are very limited whether they are tremendous friends or companions to this journey of finding out the greatness in us. Yes, I would have liked to live uh, not feeling fearful, but if it is at the expense of not growing spiritually, um, then no, thank you. What would I say to my younger self about what fear is and how to approach it? I think as a child or as a teenager, I think we, we require some external sources to help us um, to help us realize that we are valuable and that no matter our limitations we we still matter and and that we are loved no matter what and i think when when someone is experiencing um, conditions from the outside, um, especially as a child and as a teenager, it's becoming, it can be very confusing for, for a child with a very fragile mind and for a teenager with a very confusing mind. It, it can be very 
like very uh, uh, kind of scary experience and that's why I believe that we need wiser people around us who first of all help us to see the world um, in a more positive kind of light uh, not necessarily as a threatening uh, like environment or a space um, that we are meaningful and that we we are seen and um, that we came to enrich their lives and therefore I think as a child and as a teenager I think anyone would need a companion an adult in their life who helped them make sense of their their little world so what would I tell to my younger self I think thinking back to my younger self um, I don't think that she could have died by herself um, I think that she still needed external support and external wisdom and external care because of her fragility I would have loved as a younger self to be aware that I was unlimited and that that love I was looking for I could have offered that to myself um, but based on the circumstances and the time I was living in I think it would have been very difficult for me to get for my younger self to get to that realization I would have said to my younger self that fear is good and that the attention needs to be on what the fear was trying to teach her um, and that she shouldn't fear fear um, I would have told my younger self that she's not alone that she's looked after um, and that she is loved no matter what and what I think that my older self would uh, talk to me about what fear is and how to approach it Ooh. so the wiser older self I think she would feel she would she would be so much wiser and at peace 
I think she will be a wisdom of light and a wisdom, uh, not a wisdom. I think uh, uh, <sighs> she will spring. Love and wisdom will spring from her. Um, I think my older self will will feel more um, complete and therefore what she would tell me is that um, I'm on the right track and that um, I should not give up and that I need to trust more in myself um, and that there is plenty of love for myself out there and that again I'm looked after um, that I'm not alone and that in my journey of self-actualization if I can put it like that I don't have to wait to feel complete because I don't think there is a finite to that but while I'm doing that for myself, while I'm learning to be kinder, more loving, more patient, more trustful in myself, to continue building on finding ways to help others to find that um, unique and immense and infinite light that is in them and nowadays i feel an urgency that is increasing more and more in in finding ways to love to to love more and to be learning more to be less judgmental and less critical to myself and to others um, and to, it feels like an acceleration of realizing that I'm deserving and that I can have it all because there is plenty for everybody. And to help others, this urgency that I need to find ways to help others more. So my older self would be surrounded by people by loving people surrounded by a loving community a fearless community of people um, my older self would tell me that she has found a peace in herself and in others and that she's seeing a better world a new world a world where children are seen as gems <laughs> the children are the wise people a world that is the most authentic that that world can be where 
vulnerability is embraced and loved and accepted, and uniqueness is valued, um, and materialism is forgotten, and power has no place. Uh, a new world, as Eckhart Tolle would say, where people would become more awake and more aware of the power in them, of the divine in them, um, of the unlimitless that they are. Would I have it any other way when it comes to fear? Maybe my younger self will definitely say yes. Um, uh, yes, I could. I could live in a fearless world where fear wouldn't have a definition or uh, an emotional kind of um, outcast. Um, but. It's very interesting as as I have grown spiritually, the same the same feeling or emotion or or state that the fear would initially put me into, it has become something else. The fear is not experienced in the same way anymore. I am saying this, but sometimes I I do experience fear in the same way, um, and I've been experiencing fear um, recently as a fear of illness. Um, I don't feel that anymore. I I. I don't, I don't fear it anymore. It may come back. But just to, to stay with fear not feeling the same way as it used to be, I think once fear, once I feel the taste of fear, I, I um, immediately start uh, inquiring, going it within and finding out um, First of all, where is coming from? Um, what is trying to tell me? What is it about? Um, what do I need to do? Because I can tell you that this feeling that fear can give me, the emotion of like staying behind a corner and when I am in standby, when I'm on automatic, uh, the fear like sneaks very, very, very gently with me without me noticing. And um, it's like a vicious circle. It's like a, a, a disc that goes on and on and on in the background. It And it only, what I feel is the emotion uh, that it gives me. Um, the anxiety that it provokes. 
and unless I become very aware and very attentive of it, it can last days and days and days on end. Um, and it can bring other fears along. <laughs> so it, as I said, it's, it's kind of a club um, where um, they're like festing in there in me until um, I um, I become awake and I say, wait, 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 wait a minute. Uh, I'm I'm okay. I uh, you're there now. I'm I'm taking over. And once I speak with my fear, once I find out what's trying to tell me, um, I then fall focus and concentrate on um, taking the inner action or probably the outer action of uh, resolving what that fear brought. Uh, has brought and, and brings along. Um, so would I have it any other way? I think there isn't a way, one way any longer. It's, uh, it's, it's an, um, an array of ways um, and it's, it's, it's kind of a ladder. Once I deal with... Uh, an uncomfortable moment or a fear is like climbing up the ladder and somehow there is no climbing down any longer because there is no need to climb down. Um, I kind of, yeah, the only way is up because the, the like growth, ha ha it's happening. And... Uh, Yes, it's it's becoming a different kind of uh, experience altogether, uh, a more fulfilling experience. If I would have it any other way for others, for the society that we are living in, definitely yes. I think currently, especially with what's going on in the world nowadays, the fear is a tool. The fear is, is a very, very powerful tool that is controlling people. And sadly, there are so, 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 so many out there who act upon what the fear gives to them. And they rely so much on governments and authority to tell them how they need to live, how they need to feel, what they need to do. And yes, in that respect, I would definitely have it. <laughs> I would definitely have another way. I would, I would <laughs> love for people to, and I keep saying to wake up because I think, I think there we are at the point in time where where the collective consciousness is becoming broader and broader. And I think the speed at which that's happening, it, it depends so much. And I think we need to speed up from that perspective. We need to speed up to finding out um, who we really are and how great we are and how powerful we are. 
and to stop being victims and to learn how to be taking responsibility for our lives and and to find that peace in ourselves and around us so yes definitely i would i would like for for things to change and and that's why i i feel that maybe i could i could have some sort of contributions in in supporting others to to find that greatness in themselves if i were to formulate a mantra to help someone else who may be going through similar experiences what would that mantra be uh, when dealing with fear Throughout the years, I um, I I've tried to to help others, but some somehow not in a very um, effective way. Um, let's say somebody was going through something, and somehow I thought that I I see a few steps ahead of them. And what I wanted to happen is to avoid them from them from suffering. So what I would do is to tell them what to do to avoid that suffering that let's say was about to come 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 for them. And and I I remember being very frustrated because I couldn't understand why people wouldn't listen why people wouldn't take account of my advice because it's there for them because i care for them because i love them because mostly i didn't want them to suffer and it took me a while to realize that i i I am not there to tell them or to shape their journey. I'm merely there to facilitate the growth if they feel that I have a role in their journey. I've learned that maybe imposing my views on others um, on the grounds that I love them and I don't want them to suffer it's not a formula that people will take on board. I've also realized that people are at different stages of growth, spiritual growth in their lives. And that my, my journey and at the, at the place I was or I am in my journey does not justify um, where they are on their journey and therefore any advice I may be giving to them may not stick because it's not my journey and they may be seeing things differently living things differently growing at their own pace and who am I? Who am I to 
there to give them advice or to tell them how to grow. So formulating a mantra to help someone else, it's, even though I've created this question, it's a difficult question to answer. Because people need to find their own mantras once they awake to to what they think they they are and their journeys and their I don't know purpose in life maybe. Um, what I can say is that love is underrated. Love is the underdog. Love has been forgotten. Love has been, this concept of love has been belittled, um, disconsidered, not given much value. So what I would say to them is that they mattered and that they are loved. And far or near, if I can be of any help to guide their journey, I hope that I would be able to to deserve their attention. What is on the other side of fear? And is there another side? Oh yeah, <laughs> there is another side. On the other side of fear is love. And I'm talking again from my own experience, is, is self-love. It's a love that maybe nobody can give it to you and that you are the one that can give that to yourself. It's a courage that is, is helping you to, to feel the fear, to allow the fear to be, but to continue pursuing your, your journey to discover yourself is growth, is peace, is a collect, collect, collective sense of um, belonging. And um, Yes, is 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 that grounded feeling that uh, I I started talking about in the beginning, where fear doesn't feel like fear, 
where you as a human being don't see you feel yourself as a human being anymore and i'm talking here about the limitation that the human shape gives us and uh, on the other side of fear maybe the realization of um, how limitless we are once we set up our mind to be that way um, there is awakeness to to do to 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 our potential again which i think is unlimited and 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 that unlimited feeling that one loves oneself and really understand what loving oneself is and then through that love embraces others and helps others to see that they are loved and loved and lovable and loving i love the world love <laughs> as in have realized any other words of wisdom i may want to share um what i would like to share is that i never thought that um i would be a broadcaster amongst everything else um it started with feeling fearful it started with feelings of who do you think you are um why would you do something like this um why would it be relevant all those questions to that that somehow um highlighted the probably limited trust in myself but one one thought or one aim that i started with in one, when when i decided to go ahead with this podcast is that i'm not looking for any outcome whatsoever i think this experience has, has been one of the few where i didn't have a plan i had no clue how it was going to start and how it was going to end i didn't have any purpose for myself but i did have a purpose for others because i i started with this single thought is if one person one single person would benefit out of anything that i may say or anything that my guest speaker would say or if one person out there in this multiverse would find solace would find peace would find acceptance would find themselves and see themselves and love themselves a bit more accept themselves a bit more 
based on this podcast I think that was one single thought that made me feel that this experience has been successful and any words of wisdom that I may want to share best of this tremendous experience is that along the way I've got to know six wonderful souls um, six wonderful strangers that I never thought that I would cross paths in such an intimate way so so unique individuals but so striking similar amongst them but I'm with myself as well I, I found myself in their experiences I found myself in their words I, I found myself in their fears in the fear of death and the fear of failure and fear of not losing the ones we love and fear of the unknown and fear of tomorrow and fear of not being good enough and fear of not achieving our potential and fear of today and fear of this time in this world and the experiences and the situation that we are living now globally in fear of myself <laughs> in fear of <laughs> fear so even though we are so different living in so different environment and living in different circumstances and parts of the world I think that one thing was that I found myself in every little bit in themselves, in every corner of their experiences and in their being. It didn't matter whether they they were male or female. I I felt that a bit of my soul it's in their soul <laughs> I'm becoming emotional now and a bit of, of their soul is in my soul and that we are all so great and that we can be so much greater <laughs> so the word of wisdom that I want to share is a, a, a word of gratitude to every one of my guest speakers and a word of gratitude to all the people that are in my life currently, that were in my life, that will be in my life. And, uh, and <laughs> as Snoopy Dog said, a word of gratitude to myself. <laughs> I want to take myself. Yes, it has been it has been un, un, unimaginable. It has been wonderful. 
it, it has been fulfilling, scary, but I did it and I hope that if anyone listens and has listened and have, have found something out of it, have taken out something out of it, um, and if anything that we've said here has brought a bit more love to this world and a bit more peace and a bit of more originality and authenticity and greatness for who we are as as unlimited souls i think i I, i'm very very happy so i i want to end this podcast by by sharing my gratitude by sharing my gratitude that I I get to live what I'm living and I got to live what I lived and hopefully that um, I will get to meet more wonderful souls and um, that I'll continue finding myself in others and finding myself more in myself. I love you all and thank you so much for everything that you have given me.